0: Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Beers and Ears Podcast. My name is... I almost said my name is Casey. My
1: name is Matt... (laughs) And my name is, uh, my name is Casey. Uh, that's good. Uh, wow. You can definitely tell it's late. It's 930, 1030 over there where our special guest is at. But we are talking about all things spring at the Walt Disney World Resort, specifically the epcot international flower and garden festival and uh we asked last minute uh somebody who was just on our last episode that you listened to the mandalorian to join us again for this episode i don't i can't even you're, you were the super friend of the pod i don't even know what to call you anymore <laughs> like you we just call you like a plain on co-host at this point the wonderful miss <laughs> amy birchman hi amy
2: hi guys it's great to be back again <laughs> <laughs> now before we get
1: started, before we get started, Matt, um, we were reviewing some of our social media, and you were making a remark about our Meet the Robinsons announcement. What's going on with that? Yes, so
0: uh, you know we post out obviously on on our social medias like when new episodes drop. Hey, check this out! We just did our Meet the Robinsons episode, and that was the most commented on. Post we have ever put out there of like, oh, my gosh, I love this movie. This is great. I, I, I did not realize how many people out there of our listeners love Meet the Robinsons. I, I mean, I, I knew it was a movie that people like liked and like, oh, yeah, this is an underrated one. I, I didn't realize how many
1: people loved that movie. And as I understand it, Amy, you're one of them.
2: I am one of them. It's one of my sisters and my favorites. Um, we actually quote it all the time to each other.
1: You you called me earlier and you said it's a good thing you weren't on that pod when I said what I said about falling asleep in the middle of it because what what you were said you were screaming at podcast. Is that correct?
2: I was yelling alone <laughs> at my kitchen table, trying to do work at home, yelling at you. Like don't let your employer know that. <laughs> seriously going, Casey, what are you talking about? How could you fall asleep? But yeah, (laughs) what I
1: was what I said to you and what I posted on the comment too, and after listening to the episode, I thought about it and I'm wondering and I want to kind of give this a go and see if this is the case. I'm wondering because you know how there are those movies the first time out. It's like, eh, but then you rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it and it only gets better with time. You know, that's kind of the definition of cult classic in some ways like i would argue i know this is going to get a lot of people riled up i would argue that the rocky horror picture show the first time out is kind of a meh movie but the more you watch it the more you go this is a really good movie i'm thinking that maybe meet the robinsons is that way because my biggest criticism of meet the robinsons was that first 40 minutes or so you can't keep up with what's going on this is happening over here this is happening over here you don't understand how it all connects i'm wondering if when you go back and rewatch it you can you understand all the connections and then you can really start to understand all the detail that goes into it as well and so i'm just curious to know maybe that's what happens it just gets ages better uh, or it gets better with age kind of like a fine wine Let's
0: I us say, sh- say Meet the Robinsons is the fine wine of Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I do find new little t- details every time I watch. I'll be like, oh, I never noticed that before. Oh, I never noticed that before. But yeah, I think it's my favorite line is, I have a very big head and tiny little arms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the, the best part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> so,
1: it, it's anyway, funny because um, at, at, at Animal sorry. Kingdom, no, it's okay, at Animal Kingdom, um, Outside of the dinosaur ride, they've got a t-shirt of a T-Rex and he's got tiny arms and he says, I've got <laughs> tiny arms. And, and it makes me wonder, I know it's supposed to be in reference to the dinosaur ride, but I also wonder if maybe they're making a reference to Meet the Robinsons. I, I, I don't know. But anyway... Uh, We're here to talk about the Flower and Garden Festival. I know it seems kind of weird. It's the middle of January and we're talking, and we're still in the middle of a pandemic, too. I want to make sure we call that out. But we're talking about the Flower and Garden Festival. And, (laughs) you know, this was put on our agenda only because, honestly, it's a fun festival to attend. I've been to it, I want to say, three times. Amy, I think you've gone with me twice uh, when we've gone on our friend's trip, right? I think it was twice, yes. Yep. And then, Matt, have you ever been?
0: Yeah, I, I, I caught it one time. Um, I don't remember exactly what year. Years kind of start to meld together. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I have been. And really, I I, I want to point out here, festivals in general, because, you know, Epcot runs a lot of them. They're a relatively new thing. You know, Flower and Garden was the first one to ever go. And 1994
1: was when it debuted. So 93 actually,
0: 93.
1: Oh, was it 93? I thought it was yeah, 94. I, I had to look it up. 93 was the first year. Now, it may have been this very scaled down version. Maybe they may not even called it uh, Flower and Garden at that point. But that, yeah, you're right. It's an old festival. I mean, when you think about it, it's 27 years old. But even that, I don't think that that's that old. I mean, I'm older than festival. <laughs> um, you don't and, you twenty seven years old. I mean, I I mean when I think about it, I mean Epcot debuted in eighty two. So eleven years after Epcot debuted, twenty seven years that's that's I mean, bigger than a quarter of a century.
0: I guess it just it. it I I guess I was surprised to hear. How new it was, and even I think it's just kind of caught on as huge things. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe just because I was a kid and I was eight um, in, in in the late '90s, where I, I, if if you were to say to ten year old me, "Hey, we're gonna go to the Flower and Garden Festival," I would have been like, "You are? You, I'm, we're going
1: to what?" <laughs> <laughs> now, here's what I will say real quick. So I just looked it up. So Food and Wine started in '95. So these two really paralleled one another and for the longest time the only two festivals that Epcot had were food and wine and flower and garden they were the only two you basically had food and wine which ran middle of september through end of october it was like 45 days ish and then you had flower and garden which ran uh, usually I, i i march end of march through june like it wasn't they weren't these huge, long festivals. Now, the Flower Garden Festival this year, coming up, 2021, well, it is, by the time you're listening to this, it is 2021. It's going to run from March 3rd through, I think it's March 3rd through July. Wow. Uh, July 5th, I think. Like, it's, apt, yeah, March 3rd through July 5th. That is a full um, uh, four months of Flower and Garden and then literally is going to turn around and usually food and wine starts like middle of August now and runs through like middle of November. And then but I think they've also added the new one, which is the festival of the holidays too, which is a newer one they do.
0: Well, and of the arts as well. They do an arts festival. Oh, oh, yeah, an the Art
1: festival of the Arts. You're right. I forgot about that one. There,
0: there's four <laughs> like they, they run them, but I, but I think what you're, what you're seeing is the popularity of those festivals that yeah. they're so popular that they keep them up longer because it clearly draws the crowds.
1: Yeah. And you know, and honestly of the four, I think flower and garden, I love Flower. We did Festival of the Arts. You're right. Why do they forget about Festival of the Arts? Nate and I saw that for the first time last year when we went. It was cool. It's a lot of art. I don't know if you guys have ever been down there for 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 Festival of the Arts, but it's, no. it's a lot of just little art boutique setups. They have art kind of around, chalk art, <gasps> lots of people selling their Disney art, but it's more of like a I, I almost kind of I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Like when you go to like a a town fair or a town festival, there's Mm -hmm. the amusement rides. And then there's that portion where all the local vendors are selling their stuff. That's kind of what festival of the arts is. It's local vendors selling their Disney stuff. So that one's not as fun, but flower in the garden is awesome. I I think, And, and Amy, you and I have experienced it twice together. Talk to me a little bit about what has been, you know, your
2: favorite part of it. So, the just the detail in the topiaries to me is just outstanding. It's the time it takes to not only create that because it is a piece of art to me in itself, but to actually maintain that. So, think about mm-hmm. maintaining those topiaries from March to July in the Florida heat like that's insane. Yeah. Um, I just and I like how it's it's um still themed with each different country as well like you can go in um what was one in into china and there was in the in the pond like a dragon when we went mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know over in france you have bell or what's going on you know it's it's just the thought process that goes into where to place things, what to put, and and just the creating these enormous displays. I don't know. I thought it was really fun. Absolutely, Matt. Which year did you attend?
0: I honestly, I I I don't remember. I want to say it was, I want to say it was sometime in high school, and that's why I don't remember it. Because again, high school me was not like, hey, <sighs> hey, bros, let's go look at some flowers, uh, like we. I also didn't talk like that in high school. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so I remember but I remember seeing the 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 gorgeous art pieces like in passing because they're just like out and you pass by them just as you're walking around. And I remember passing by them going like, oh, those are cool. I know, you know, all of these things come with events like there's concert series and behind the scenes tours. I've never done any of that. I've just been kind of there when it's happening and just kind of get to experience the scenery rather than really dive head first into like the entire festival.
1: Yeah. I think, I think flower and garden is in a lot of ways a toned down food and wine festival. And what I mean by that is you have just as many, um, food booths and drink booths stationed around the world, but people don't—at least from what I can tell—people don't go to the food and or go to the Flower and Garden Festival to get drunk. I mean, they go to Food and Wine, and, and, and locals will tell you don't go to Food and Wine on the weekends because it's just a bunch of drunk tourists walking around Epcot. Flower and Garden is a little bit more laid back, yet I think it's more beautiful. Because especially for those of us who live in the north, you know, Michigan, Illinois, like we do, you know, this time of year, I mean, right now, I'm looking out my window right now. I've got four inches of snow and a half an inch of ice that fell last night. You know, people right around March are so sick of the winter and they're looking for an escape. So they're able to come down. It's the the start of spring. You're able to smell the fresh air. And then as Amy put it, you see all these beautiful toporaries. And at the same time, you get to enjoy the food booths. You get to enjoy mm-hmm. the drinks. And and that's not, you know, there's the butterfly garden, which was a huge part when we went last year or two years ago with the family, the butterfly garden. You're able to go into this giant netted area and see all these beautiful butterflies as they're basically coming out of their cocoons. Um, so this you know, guy
0: is a fan of butterfly gardens. The Weird fact
1: you? about me. I really like
0: butterfly gardens. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, fascinating. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think it, it definitely adds a layer of your experience going to Epcot. It's almost to the point that when you go to Epcot when there's not a festival going on, it's almost kind of a letdown, in my book. I mean, because well, let's remember? be
2: clear,
0: let's be clear here before um, I'll let Amy respond to this one, but let me be clear this is included in your ticket price. I mean, yeah, now like some of the food and, and the other experiences are not, but the, the festival itself is not like a, Oh, you get into the park and then you have to pay an, a, a premium amount in order to get to the festival. This is included.
2: Yeah, I really, and you bring up the food and the drink too. Cause I remember what we did on one of our trips or maybe both of them is we still treated it like food and wine festival where we mm-hmm. sampled, we like shared some of the little samples and we kind of ate and drank around the world while we were enjoying the that and and it is nice not to have to pay an extra price like Mm -hmm. um casey and i were talking earlier and you know i've not been to any of the holiday parties myself and i've i I really something that's on my bucket list and i want to do but that's an extra cost on top of Mm -hmm. you know your normal trip where with the food, with the flower and garden, you're right. It is included and it's, it's a nice way to just enjoy something extra.
0: But to your point, Casey, I agree with you that when I go and there's not a festival, I'm like, Oh, this is disappointing. I kind of want a festival. Can we do like festival me? Come on Epcot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Festival me maybe right. I mean, seriously, yeah. no, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, you know, to Amy, to something you were saying about eating and drinking around the world, a lot of people don't realize this. And You can do this with Festival of the Arts, and you can do this with a Food and Wine Festival, too. If you are on the meal plan, you can actually take, if you have a quick service meal and you don't want to just eat at a quick service place in Epcot, you can actually take your quick service meal credit and split it up into um, three uh, snack credits. Um, and they got to be used at the booth specifically. So uh, let's say you're at one of the booths that's doing little tiny pork tacos or something, and you want to do those with – as long as they're all under a certain value, you can split, and if you have three people in your party, and they can each get a little small sampler size based on your quick service meal. So you're <laughs> able to split them up that way. So it's a, a good way to use your meal plan. I know a lot of people do that around festival time. Um, so, you know, again, talking about what you're going to see during – you know, there's not necessarily – attractions, but there are things to do. Again, the Butterfly Garden, visiting all the toporaries. I remember when we were there a couple years ago, and there was the the Lightning McQueen and Cruz Ramirez toporary, because cars had come out that year. Um, Again, the different food booths, the drink booths that change from year to year, that's a huge part of it. And it's not just the flower toporaries. There's also flower gardens on the lake floating. There's also Mm -hmm. along all the hillsides, you'll see these beautiful flowers that are planted. And I mean, it just adds so much color to
2: Epcot. It's
1: so amazing.
2: I'm uh, actually looking at pictures from our 2017 trip right now. Are you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, I, I, how bad I, I want to
2: go back.
0: Oh, uh, I I'm, I'm with you, Casey. I, I have to pause here and ask though. Um, uh, I, I've been avoiding saying this word for 18, 18 minutes. Is it topiary? I've been so embarrassed that I'm going to say it wrong that I've been avoiding saying the
1: word. It's topiary, <laughs> so it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's. I say topiary. I mean, it's, it's topiary, topiary. I mean, it's same thing. It's, it's fine. I think we all have our own way of saying it. But, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Anyway, so, so topiary, the, Yeah.
0: The cool thing about the topiaries, and I think this is something that Disney is really trying to drive home and they hit a, a home run with these topiaries, which is these are... Instagrammable things. Yes. And what I mean by that is this, these are things that are very easy to walk up and take a selfie. And it it's, it's a very good post on Instagram. You know, it, it, it's, it's meant to drive a lot of likes and, and engagement and things like that. Whereas you, and you're, you're seeing this around the parks, not just at flower and garden, but in general that Disney is, is definitely driving a social media culture or attempting to tap into this social media culture of Instagrammable, social media-worthy pictures. And I think these topiaries almost, i maybe I'm going too far here, but they're almost kind of pseudo-character meet-and-greets. Obviously, they are not going to interact with you, but I, a lot of people still act like they met the character, so to speak. That's
2: Am I off of on that? I know, I no, yeah, think that like that. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah, I like that take on it. It is kind of a meet and greet. I remember um, the Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, and um, our friend Shaddy is a very, um, very much a Tigger fan. Tigger
1: fan, yes, he is.
2: So <laughs> I actually have a picture of him. He had to get a picture next to Tigger because it was Tigger, and so that does kind of make sense where it is treated like a kind of a meet and greet in itself.
1: We talked about Hidden Mickeys a few weeks back, Matt, and being kind of an activity in and of itself that you can do if you've been to the, the parks a lot or if you're looking for something to keep your kids busy. We've talked about Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom being something you can do to keep yourself busy if you're used to the parks. Searching the toporaries is yet one other thing that you can do while you're at Epcot doing what you would normally do at Epcot, and that is walking around the world, checking out Future World. And there is some thrill to be had at turning the corner to see, okay, what's next? I mean, I remember when we came across the um, the, the, the Timon and Pumba Topor area. I believe that was in like the, the Africa area over there. Um, then there was, um, again, Beauty and the Beast is a big one. The Figment one, there's a giant Figment one. Yes. Um and he's pretty amazing too. Um the Huey Dewey and Louie one that w- mm-hmm. debuted back in I think 2017, that was a, a really fun one too. The Sorcerer Mickey one, which I think for a while, I think when it's not on display during Epcot's uh, Flower and Garden, I want to say that for a while there they even had that outside of um Hollywood Studios. So, like, you know, these things are are kept all year long. They're grown. It's an art form. And there's you know, Matt, you're right. It's it's like a character, character meet and greet. Um, I, I came across this little tidbit. I, I wanted to share this with you guys. I didn't know this. So festival opened in nineteen ninety-three. In nineteen ninety-five, they actually debuted a um the if you guys have ever been to the Germany pavilion. There's that miniature Railway that's over there. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys know yeah, yeah. About, right? Yeah. That debuted as part of flower and garden. It was only meant to be there for flower and garden, but it was so popular, they've kept it there ever since. Wow. wow. I did not that know that. that's true. True. I didn't know that I, I just came across as that I was doing research. I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly which one they're talking about. But yeah, it literally is is um it, it's literally there because of how popular it was.
0: What a great... I I love tidbit facts. And now when I go past (laughs) that train, I'm going to uh, tell that to the people that I'm with. There you go. And
2: now I can't use that as a trivia question against you guys when I get to finally be on the (laughs) Diz Games. Yeah, we'll have to get you
1: on the Diz Games
2: challenge next. That'll be the next one. All right. One more thing I just want to
1: cover real quick, too, is whenever there's a festival, there's always merch. And... Flower and Garden is no exception. They bring out all the stops when it comes to merchandise. Of course, you got your usuals, your pins, your T-shirts, things like that. But they also use that as a unique opportunity to bring out things that you would normally not get during the year, like flagstones for your backyard or things to put in your garden that are Mickey or Minnie Mouse related. Um, raincoats, umbrellas, everything that you would think of in spring. Amy, do you remember when we were there? I think this was our first trip. It just so happened that our first day at Epcot, our day at Epcot, happened to correspond to the first day of Flower and Garden. Do you remember that? Yes. Because I remember we picked up, and I still have them. They're floating around here somewhere in my Disney room. Um, The limited edition limited
2: edition Flower
1: pins. And that that and again the difference between limited edition and, and and limited release is limited edition they only make so many of them that's it limited release they make for a period of time but we picked
2: them up if we had not been there on day one we never would have got them Yep. I'm actually looking at my Christmas ornament from Flower and Garden right now too there you go <laughs> um, but yeah the pins I remember we were we were like oh my gosh we are so lucky look at we got to get these right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it really was the only one we could not get were the um uh, disney vacation club ones because you had to be a dvc holder to get them mm-hmm. yeah and we were so jealous because they looked really cool
0: <laughs> i'm but. always a fan of limited release limited edition merch like that um it just uh, you know i think there's so much at the disney parks that is evergreen like like a Mickey mouse plush is the perfect example. Like I I don't ever feel a rush to buy a Mickey mouse, regular old Mickey mouse plush at the parks because I can get one of those whenever I want, but all the limited edition, limited release, and even things that are just limited time, uh, like the flower and garden festival or food and wine or whatever else is going on. I, I, I'm usually a fan of that stuff. Even like when I hear attractions are going to close, you know, when, when I heard Mm -hmm. Splash Mountain was getting a rethemed, I wanted to make sure that I had something in my collection from the original Splash Mountain. And so I, I scoured some places and and ended up finding some stuff, but um, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of like having some stuff, In my collection, that can kind of tie back into, oh, yeah, I remember, like, cause like you guys just pointed out with this story, you now very much remember that trip where you were there on the first day and you have a pin to remember that by. And that's really cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And, you know, I've always made it a point that whenever I go to the parks, when I try to get a pin for something that I experienced, to your point, you know, the Fantasia pin. Uh, Amy, when we experience Fantasia for the first time with you, mm-hmm. or not Fantasia, Fantasmic,
2: Fantasmic. Um,
1: or, or when we say at a resort, I always make it a point to get the resort pin that I'm at, because you can look at it and go, I remember being there with so-and-so and it sparks that memory. And, and yeah. that's, you know, you know, for a lot of locals uh, or for, for non-locals, Flower and Garden, you might look at it and go, man, this does not you know, I just want Epcot to be normal. Well, Epcot is normal. But this just spices it a little bit up. And for the locals, it creates an even better experience for them because it gives them a reason to come back. Epcot is not your traditional theme park. Epcot is really meant to be kind of that fair festival environment. Obviously, with some of the renovations they're doing, that might change. But as of at least right now, it's it's that fair festival environment. So they've got to do something to keep local people coming back. And I will tell you, if you've not experienced... International uh, Flowering Garden, um, definitely make a plan. If you don't do it this year, I understand pandemic, but 2022, make a plan to get down there because it truly is um, an experience.
2: I think it also kind of plays into Disney's, um, in Epcot with the conservation and showing that plants are important and, and that I think that to me, is one of the um, takeaways from flower and garden, even if it's not completely in your face part of it. I think honestly, that's kind of how I see it. It's just a, another way for them to show, you know, that in nature and environment and everything is still an important part of what we have. Matt, any final thoughts on your end before we uh, close out the show?
0: I'll echo you if you have not been to, to really I mean not just Flower and Garden, any of the festivals, go, go to them. They're they're really it's a really fun way to to spice up your time.
1: All right, my friends, it is closing time. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do that on many of our social media platforms, including Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Beers nineteen twenty-eight. Feel free to email us at Beers and Ears nineteen twenty-eight at gmail.com. Matt,
2: you want to close the show out?
0: Yeah, let's raise our glasses. Uh, thank you, Amy, for coming on the show today. We we uh, we appreciate you coming on again.
2: Thanks for having me. Always a blast.
0: We love having Abs- you. Absolutely. All right, let's raise that glass. This episode's been on us, and we will see you next time.
1: Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.